G'day and welcome to a Grad Chat, your opportunity to find out about graduate research here at Queen's. My name is CJ the DJ and I'm your host for this week's Grad Chat. Of course, a show like this could not happen without the support of the School of Graduate Studies and CFRC, so thank you very much to both of them. Now, if your mates miss the show at any time, you can download the podcast the next day on either iTunes, Google Podcasts or Stitcher. So no excuse not to hear what our awesome students and postdoctoral fellows are doing. Also, just a reminder, the clarity of the recording isn't quite as good as when we do it in the studio. So our apologies there. But we're still moving along with grad chat during this awful pandemic. And hopefully one day we will all get back into the studio. Although it has taught us that we can do this quite well outside of the studio. So I'm really pleased that we're able to keep going. Now today I would like to introduce you to a student who has been on the show a few times and also helps me each week with the editing of Grad Chat. So please welcome back to the show Suyin Olgan from the English Language and Literature Programme. Good to chat again with you Suyin. Thank you for having me again. CJ <laughs> It's a pleasure. I know. We seem to be doing this every year. And, and to be honest, with Suyin and I will sort of be collaborating again closer to the Christmas time and New Year, because uh, that's when we do a bit of a wrap up of what we've done in the year and then what we're going to be doing in the following year. So don't worry, Suyin will be back once again yes. after the show as well. Now the hijacking your show. This is That's my, my one time a year where I ask you questions. <laughs> yeah, which is always the scary you. part, sort of flipping it. And we all know we all know what flipping things is these days with the pandemic. And and so it's actually been nearly nearly nine months, I think, since various lockdowns or restrictions due to COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. And and to be honest, that's created many challenges for everyone, as we all know. And so for an academic institution that is flipping classes from in person to remote, rethinking study spaces to keep within the health guidelines, rethinking the layout in the, for instance, the athletics and recreation centre, allowing us still to work out, but in the the safest possible environment, working or study from home, and and of course, much more. And on top of that, many people also have the added work to look after dependents, whether that's their own children or looking after their elderly parents. So with that, you know, our grad students are certainly not exempt from any of this that's going on. So this is why I wanted to this week talk to Su Yin on what I call coping with COVID, you know, the old CC or CWC, I guess. Um, and as, as I know, Su Yin is, is a student, a parent, a friend, a peer supporter, a teacher. And above all of this, she is still smiling after all these things that have been going on. So I wanted to bring Suyin back to, to help us sort of go through some of the things that our graduate students are having to cope with um, during this pandemic. And, and I'm sure some of you would understand some of the things that they're going through. So uh, so Suyin, I hope you don't mind. I'm going to put you on the spot for you to sort of tell us how you have been going these past eight, nine months with the pandemic, knowing that you were all those represent all those sorts of areas. So let's first talk about being a student, being a grad student. How have you found being a grad student? Because 
one thing is, uh, everyone will probably know, is that Suyin is very near to completion of her PhD. And the end part is probably the hardest part because that's when you're doing the writing and the editing and wanting to make it all look really, really good so you can defend your thesis. But then right smack on the middle, right towards the end of this, we get this pandemic, which makes things a little bit harder. So have you found that yourself as a grad research student in particular? Right. That's a great question. What I can say right now is that it's been a really strange experience. And I know that we discussed this back in April when the first lockdown started and suddenly we had to move everything remotely. But I find that now that we came back in September fully remotely, that it changed the way that we did grad school in many ways for many of us because suddenly there were different added responsibilities in our days for some like me, we had young ones at home and having to take care of remote learning every day with them, having to adjust your schedule, which used to be your writing schedule, or at least you tried to make it your writing schedule or your research schedule or the time that you did grad school related stuff. Suddenly that, that changed and finding the balance became harder. And it was already really hard to begin with before the pandemic started. Right. Mm -hmm. So with these added responsibilities and distractions throughout your day, relearning how to do grad school is the best way I can put it. Relearning how to do and organize our time and find time for writing and research and our extracurriculars, right? Right. It's been a really strange experience. Oh, and here he is. Say hello. Hi. Hey, Nathan. How's it going? Do you need anything? No, I'm just saying my class is over. Oh, thank you. Oh, okay. I'm doing whatever I want now. All right. <laughs> Until the next class. So that's what happens. Bye. <laughs> See, Nathan. That's, that's hilarious. <laughs> uh, so I could be trying to get into my work or trying to just pick up where I left off. And then suddenly this happens you get get even more interruptions than normal exactly so it's it's been a very tricky situation it completely changed when we started doing remote learning for the term so so i guess in terms of your your own studies i mean you, you don't have class your own classes anymore per se because you are in the writing stage so how did it affect your the, your writing in terms of being out, because the hard thing about writing is being able to have periods of chunks of time where you can sit down and just concentrate on that. So how are you finding the writing? The writing has been really difficult, uh, to be honest. And I was mm -hmm. just thinking when you were introducing me earlier, and I think that we've been saying that I'm near completion for nine months now. Right, yes. <laughs> the audience... It's kind of been extended, hasn't it? Yes, and, and, and that got me thinking uh, about that aspect of uh, you are so close, but there's always something, kind of like the interruptions, the, mm -hmm. the interruptions that happen throughout the day, that you are so close, and then this happens, and it slows everything down. There's two difficulties there. The first one is time i have decided that during class time is just not happening because there's a constant interruption for either a snack or to print something or to load a page a book things like that that throughout the day you you can don't have that little not even the 20 minute writing window that we try mm -hmm. to do every every day so i have decided to just leave that finish off school with him first and then try again after that's over when he just wants to go play and do his thing. 
Right. But thing it's also that by that time you're you're tired. It, it is very tiring to to keep up with all of the 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 stuff and to go over material that you haven't gone in since primary school <laughs> with <laughs> Uh, and in a different language too, because he's doing French immersion. So there's that's a, that's another thing that my brain gets tired faster. So the writing doesn't happen as as fast. It could be one line if I'm lucky some days. Right. So there are challenges every day that you can't really anticipate. Sometimes it's just frustration because the internet didn't work and he couldn't log into his class, and then you feel horrible because your kid didn't get school that day and the guilt right. and. So you get a new, different form of imposter syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, um, how can I do this PhD? Right. Of, it's really weird, but it's also you're tired all the time. But it's, but it's, it's a huge juggling act for you because, you know, as we said in, in the introduction, you, you're not just concentrating as being a grad student. You are a parent. You've made the decision for him to be homeschooled rather than actually going to to the school so that means keeping him on track and when he's not in class keeping him busy so trying to like you said trying to find times to put aside that you can actually concentrate on your own work is the times when you're the most tired yes exactly that is what happens it is a balancing act for for parents who have to bring their kids to school and for parents who are doing it remotely. They're both really stressful challenges. And I, and I can imagine that that will also be exhausting as well, even more so when you have to juggle your studies. Well, there's the other, the other part there that I, I want to bring up too, is that you're not just yourself working remotely, um, your son is as well. And so that puts pressure on uh, internet access, it puts pressure on, you know, do you have the right technologies? I mean, there's one thing for you to have the technology that you need to do your work, but then do you have the right technology for your son to be able to complete his uh, schooling as well? So how, how have you found that? I mean, has both the university and also the provincial government or the education department, um, have they done as much as they can to sort of help offset some of those di potential difficulties? I can see that efforts have been made on both sides to provide technology support for faculty, for teachers, for students, for staff. And the tricky part is that even with the right technology, because you do have to have the right technology, the right platform, the right device that can use that technology, a lot of it depends on your internet connection and the speed and it can be very, very difficult to anticipate any problems, any shutdowns. So it's, I think the support is there, but it is also really out of our control half of the time. And it can really turn a day upside down. So keeping a routine becomes even more challenging when everything depends on not just technology, but the internet access and connectivity. And I think that that's still, everybody's trying to figure out how to make it fair and accessible to everybody. Right. Yeah. What I've noticed, at least from our side, is how lucky we are at Queens to have access to so many different platforms. Really fantastic for, for me to do the, the remote work that I do and for research as well. So I haven't encountered any challenges with that for my own work. 
But when it comes to the school this year, I can see even during class that parents struggle in accessing files or they don't know where the link is. And some kids are trying to find it on their own. So half of the class goes with their teacher and telling them where to go. Whereas for us, I think Nathan is lucky that I know how to use the platforms. <laughs> right. Yes. So it's been a big learning curve for everybody. Yeah, I must admit, anything technology scares me. <laughs> I love it, but it does scare me because I'm one. I'm not particularly fast at learning how to use the various technologies, but there are some great ones there and they're constantly improving. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think the improvements have happened really fast this year because of the pandemic. But with every reiteration of an app, um, there's new learning to be done. So it's not like you just get used to it and then you just go for it. They, they keep updating it, which is fantastic, but it, you're constantly having to relearn things, aren't you, a the way oh yes and then a lot of the devices that we're using if they are older even if it's two years <laughs> with every yes. update it's not always working the way that you want it to work technology you're right there because with technology there's one thing about being able to upload various apps and things for us to use but mm-hmm. if your your hardware can't cope with all the new upgrades that's another challenge in itself yes big challenge we we ended up having to buy him an actual computer we were using a chromebook but it wasn't supporting what he needed to do for for this term right and they see that happening with my own computers that is just this is not supported by this version of your ios or this is not supported by your subscription to this thing and right it's always something that adds another not burden, but another dimension that we've all got to think about. Because like you said, we are very lucky here at Queen's where, you know, we have IT support services who have been absolutely brilliant over all of this and and trying to make various softwares available to us to make our job, flipping our job from being in person and in an office to working from home, etc. So they've worked tremendously. And the same with, like, for instance, the Centre for Teaching and Learning, Mm -hmm. how much effort or work that they put in to support both uh, faculty with their classes and also TAs and things to make, make the job a little bit easier. So you know, there's been a lot of effort put in, but when it comes to our children, mm-hmm. not that I've got any, but your children, etc., cetera, um, and what they're having to do with the education department, that, that is a little bit harder because not everyone, like, you know, I'm at home now and I've bought my office laptop home, so which makes it easier for me. Mm-hmm. But if I didn't have a laptop at home, I'd have to go and get a, a laptop. And the question is, could I afford it? And I, I wonder how many parents... Mm-hmm. can afford to have the technology they need to be able to support their kids teach learning from home if that's the case if that's what they're doing yes yes and um, I know that a lot of parents even I have done it too and times when something happens with the internet and um, we have had to do the classes from our phones I have done that too because there was a period where my router was too old <laughs> so it wasn't uh, it wasn't connecting it wasn't letting us in so I was using my data which adds charges if you use it for for streaming or for live streaming like that all day that adds that adds up at the end of the month but sometimes that's just what you have to do and luckily some school boards and i believe in kingston if if there is a need for devices that the parents should contact their school directly so they can get a device sent to them for their kids to assist them 
mm-hmm. which is fantastic because yes. no one we don't I mean it's hard enough for the children right now anyway but mm-hmm. the last thing we want is them not being able to learn just because they can't afford it exactly they don't have the right um, stuff or hardware available to them or like you said internet access and things like that yes it's hard well there's lots of things you have to juggle there so so I know you, you said in the beginning that okay your writing is kind of being put on hold right now and which is which is really difficult for you I know because you're, you are trying to finish and mm-hmm. you're so close to the end and you're not the only one I know there's a lot of grad students who are so close to the end and now they're juggling other things it's it's not always easy um I'm just wondering with that though talking about other grad students are you reaching are you all reaching out to each other I I keep saying all the time how important it is to have community within our grad student population and this is a classic time when I believe having that community is super super important to sort of help each other get through hardships that come our way from time to time and, and of course this is what we're going we're all going through right now is quite extraordinary how are you how you find with you know with your friends and things are you all keeping tabs on each other making sure everyone's okay we try we try to do that it's not always possible to do it as much as we would like to mm-hmm. and we all say we should do this every week <laughs> Friends are either about to become TFs, so they're busy preparing for their course, which is going to be delivered remotely for the first time. And as a teaching fellow, that's a big, big difference from what we usually would do, which is going into the classroom. So writing their dissertation as well. So we all try to keep in touch. Yeah. But we all at different stages. So there are times when we just can't for one reason or another. With this whole pandemic, it's always... So we try really hard. I think that the important thing is that we know that we're there for each other, mm-hmm. if anything. And we try to just send each other a little gift. <laughs> a gift? Oh, I'm right. not cool. It's a gift, right? <laughs> yeah, a gift. A gift. Uh, <laughs> or just funny videos. Just things that just to cheer someone's day. It's important, right. but it's it not always possible. And you feel like a horrible friend. But, you know, I think that we all feel like horrible friends right now. And that's normal. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you there because it's very easy to sort of, well, the weeks are just flying by. That's half the problem, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's almost um, holiday time for, for everyone. So in one way, I'm glad that the year's gone quickly because we want to get rid of 2020. But on the other hand, like you said, the weeks can go by so fast and you suddenly realise you haven't reached out to a mate mm-hmm. in, in quite some time. And, and it's not that you, you're not thinking of them. It's just you just don't get around to sort of making that actual contact. Exactly. Contact and I think, I don't know if that happens to you too, that you remember and you're typing the message or just a quick hello and then you get distracted and forget to click send. Yes. <laughs> and that yes. happens a lot. <laughs> I see all these drafts. I went, oh, mm-hmm. didn't I not send those? Yes. <laughs> it happens at work too. So I got to be careful with that. But yeah. Do, do you think then, um, I'm just going to do a bit, of, a bit of a plug here, but, mm-hmm. you know, in the second week of December, we have a um, final virtual dissertation boot camp for the year on. And ordinarily, these, these camps are writing camps, particularly for people who are nearing completion, so sort of help them give some quality time for them to sit down and, and write without other distractions. 
Now, admittedly, with the virtual dissertation boot camp, it's a little bit different. And some people are using it just to check in each morning to sort of get them going. Mm-hmm. But then there's others who are trying to be part of the, the boot camp virtually, but like you, have kids at home. So, you know, being able to block off a full day over a full week is not easy when you've still got the kids around or or other people you're looking after so you know the intent of a a dissertation boot camp is is complete distraction free no teaching no meetings just you no lab work just you and your writing Mm -hmm. um so even though i know it doesn't quite do what it used to do do you think even having it as a check-in to sort of either get yourself started in the day even if you can only do, you know, an hour or so in the morning or the opportunity to see other people on the screen when we have, when we get together for little chats and things throughout the day. Do you think that would, that's helpful for our students? I think so. I, I heard, I haven't been able to, to do it myself yet, which is sad, mm-hmm. but I've heard. You're normally there at every in-person ev- one. Yes. Yes, that's my me time. Yes. <laughs> but but I heard great things about it for my friends who have attended the last two virtual right. ones. So I know that it, it's really, really helpful. And just having that the check-in opportunity, I think that that's yeah. very important. Having that responsibility too. So you make an extra effort to, to accommodate your writing or time for writing in right. just for one week. Well, I think it's interesting too, because I've recently, the last couple of weeks, been involved with uh, one uh, our career week symposium. And then last week I was at a conference and it's interesting because even at the beginning of those, you know, how, how do you mo- make the most of being at a conference and things, particularly when it's a, a virtual? Mm-hmm. And one of the first things was is that you you have to block off that time and put in, you know, let everyone know that, sorry, you know, like you would if you were taking holidays, sorry, I'm not available this week because I'm at such and such. Mm-hmm. Um, and so people realize, you know, I want to concentrate on this now. I think we can do that as a grad student. I think you can do that if it's just for you. And of course, you also got the added thing of you've got a child to look after. So as much as you want to be fully focused on that, you still got someone depending on you, which is a little bit different than if you were just, say, a single grad student. Yes, that's that's very true. If you have that option to come in later in the evening, once the classes or the remote teaching is done, Right. Just having that. That's a good that. point, actually. Yeah. That is, that is a good point as whether, you know, the thing about the way that we've done the boot camp this year is that, you know, uh, student academic success services have been absolutely awesome. And they've provided a lot of resources that you don't have to look at them at any particular time. It's available to you all week. So if oh, you awesome. can't watch one of the videos during the day, you can go in and watch it at night. And, and I think this is where what we've all learned a little bit more to do is be a bit more flexible in the programming where if the human resource person isn't there, at least there's some other things that people can go and look at and, and spend time seeing whether it's going to help them or not. But I think you're right in terms of, you know, the check-in is very, very important. And even with the scheduling that we're going to have for this boot camp, I, I guess the question to myself is, would it hurt me to sort of be around in the evenings if anyone wants to chat on something probably not because it's not that difficult to do my laptop is here at home so it's not like I'll I'll be stuck in the office waiting I could be here at home doing it so so that's a good that's a good point 
and I think it will also so you know how to take it on your by yourself because you know you do so much for us but <laughs> it's all part of the job <laughs> but I'm sure if there are more students the great thing about bootcamp and I'm sure that this is not the exception even virtually is that you meet people and you create a community and you never Correct. know when the evening people get together <laughs> and do well, check in as well so well I know at the last camp there was about 10 or so of the students made their own little writing group for after, mm-hmm. which is great. And if, awesome. even if that's, we're just instigators to get those things going. And even if they only last a few months, it's still a few months of getting together, et cetera, and, and having a common cause of trying to do some writing. Oh, that's so great. It is. It is amazing. And so we're, we'll be setting it up in MS Teams this time, a bit more easy for easier for people to sort of come in and out and, and things. So I think that's going to be good for everyone. Yes, it's absolutely awesome because you can do that from your phone too. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I think <laughs> and as well. much as I like to put my phone down at some stage, it is very easy to carry around. <laughs> it is. So before we finish, one thing I would like to ask because, I mean, it, some people might listen to this show and think it's all doom and gloom, but it's not. <laughs> we can actually be pretty positive about everything. I mean, look at all the things that Suyin's managed to to have done, which she may not have thought she could have done all that, but she clearly has done it very, very well. But apart from all your own work and your teaching your son and you know and supporting each other, uh, what are you doing for downtime? You know, what what are you doing out there right now to sort of like you said, sometimes you just need a bit of a pick me up, and, and sometimes that's just a chat with a mate or sending a little little uh, cat video somewhere. But what else have you been doing? Well, the days are very, very, very stressful when nothing's working, when Nathan doesn't want to do an assignment, or when I I'm just too tired. So I decided to add this is a little five minute dance break, and it's a trope in many other movies and shows but it's just a it's taking five minutes of whatever you're doing to dance or sing or do something fun that sounds like good fun so i got a portable karaoke machine a little one because i read this article about singing and how good it is for grounding yourself when you're yep. stressed so i drove to belleville to find this very small awesome karaoke machine from <laughs> toys r us and it's one of those karaoke's that you can just find your song on YouTube. And so what I do now, when we get overwhelmed, we stop whatever we're doing and then we play a song and we sing one song or dance. That's awesome. And then we just get back to what we're doing. And I have a really great video I need to show you of our little karaoke break. Brilliant. So that's one. And the second one is, I don't know if I ever told you that I have this, I wanted to be a ballerina, right? That's one thing I miss the most, to be honest, is being able to go to my ballet classes at, at the TED. Right. So I order a bar and my point shoes. And, is that right? Yep. And so I just play my favorite uh, melodies and warm up and pretend I'm a ballerina. Oh, that's fantastic. And That uh, is so stretch. cool. Yeah, the stretching that, helps a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a bit bad on that, so I should do that too. Because I must admit, I do like dancing and singing myself. So you doing that, that is just awesome. Because a lot of people would think about it, but then not actually do it. So the fact that you're doing it, and I'm probably one of those people, the fact that you are actually doing it, that's fantastic. And and, and I love your karaoke part too with your son. Oh, it's that's, so much and that fun. That can always be a, lot, a, a good laugh. Yes, and he enables me. That's good. A lot. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it helps. <laughs> but I will say it's important. I think it's important to laugh. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. That's fantastic. So I hope other people are doing some some cool things like that as well. Um, yes. I think, like I said, I think Nathan's very, very lucky to have you. Oh, thank you. He has a mother who loves research and learning. Uh, so I, I have, I've been studying math in French last week for well, an hour. So <laughs> my mind is set. Like you cannot get the grad student out of you. <laughs> so that's true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. And so that's, that's fun for me. Yeah. Well, that's good. <laughs> that's really good. I'm sure that a lot of kids would like to have you as their teacher. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Maybe as a remote support buddy <laughs> who brings snacks. Oh, I see. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that. But as the teacher, oh, their teachers are doing a marvelous job. I yeah, I want to thank them all for the great job they're doing. Yeah, and it's it, yeah, like you said, it's not easy for them either. What they because they're doing a bit of both, trying to do the in person and online as well. So yeah, hats off to to all our educators out there who are yes. doing a marvelous job. Well, Suyin, I think we're probably going to have to call it quits there. You like I said, because you know Suyin will be back at the end of the year. We'll be doing some more little chit chats. Yay! And so again, thank you very much, Suyin, for coming on again and, and being uh, totally honest about how things are going for you really appreciative and to all our grad students out there you know keep going I know we've we've all had it's not as easy as we would like it to be but you're all good people and uh, you know how to get your work done so just keep moving forward ask for help when needed and the best of luck for everything so Suyin thank you very much thank you very much so that's it, everyone. A, another week of Grad Chat sadly comes to an end. Don't forget, you can download this show tomorrow from either iTunes, Google Podcast, or Stitcher. Just type in a Grad Chat. Until next week, this is CJ the DJ signing off with a big hooray. Thank you for listening to this podcast produced at CFRC 101.9 FM in Kingston, Ontario at Queen's University, situated on the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples. The CFRC Podcast Network at podcast.cfrc.ca is brought to you by the generous support of the Queen's University Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences. Hey.